You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast, presented by the Milbon Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events, and a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. And here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. We all make resolutions at some point, and we often make them with the new year, whether we speak them out loud or not. Tops on those lists are diet and exercise, which many of us follow through on, though not always with the desired results. We get it. But our next guest on the Running Around Charlotte podcast made a plan, and he stuck to it. John Gerst is a preacher, an auto finance guy, a husband, and a father. So we know his time is not his own. But in five years, he's gone from 352 pounds of praise and love to a half marathoner and half Ironman finisher and half the weight he used to be. How did he do it? Well, let's hear it from him. John, welcome. How you doing today? Hey, good morning, everybody. How you doing? Fantastic. D.C. Casey, along for the ride this morning. D.C., how you doing? In studio today, man. In studio. In studio. Gotta like that. Yeah, yeah. Good sound yeah. quality. Good sound. <laughs> John, tell us about yourself. Where did you grow up? How you ended up being a guy who's 350 pounds living in Charlotte? And uh, kind of what, what, what got to the point where you were sick and tired of being sick and tired? Well, you know, I'm from Long Island, New York. I actually came down to Charlotte to go to UNC Charlotte, got married, stuck around. As far as, you know, just life kind of takes place. You're not active, you're eating. Charlotte doesn't have any shortage of good food and great <laughs> restaurants to go to. So it's truly easy to pack on pounds in the city. Uh, you know, next thing you know, I was packing on pounds and didn't really think much about it. So I went to the doctor one day and like you said, got on the scale, I was 350 pounds and I knew at that point, actually, I scared myself. I'd never seen a scale that heavy before and knew we had to make a change. Mm-hmm. Couple of, one correction, I'm not quite half the guy. I'm on my way there, not half the guy. And I did finish my first full Ironman. Yes. So, oh, so, two corrections. Right. You got the, you got <laughs> so, the full man. iron done. Yes, the full iron, oh, 144 miles of fun. I did Chattanooga. Nice. Chattanooga, that's So nice. that bike course is four miles longer. Don't. <laughs> Yeah, I've, kind of, I've kind of noticed those aren't all 112. Right, right. The one I did was yes. 113, and I'm like, that last mile was a long mile. My course is 116. Thought I was supposed to be done by now. <laughs> but who's counting, right? <laughs> so it's 144.6. Yes, exactly. So so you you get to this point, you're at the doctor's office, you step on the scale, your eyes pop out of your head because you're like, dang, I didn't know I could get that big. You made a decision. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, you know, at the time my son was going on six, he's 14, be 14. Now he was going on six. And I said, man, I got to be here for him. I want to be here for him. So I knew I had to make some changes at that point. The doctors were kind of suggesting surgery, but I did not want to go that route. I don't know people who did go that route, but I didn't want to go that route and started, you know, trying to work out, eat right. And one thing I will say, it was awesome kind of living in Charlotte because Charlotte has a great fitness community mm-hmm. and their community is very, uh, they reach out to people, help people, very encouraging. So, you know, whether I was the slowest one or the fastest one, I always got encouragement. And, you know, I'm still one of the back of the Packers, but I still get encouragement from Charlotte fitness community. It's kind of been awesome kind of being here and all the run groups and triathlon groups and weightlifting groups. And there's always somebody you can join in the city to get fit. That's awesome, man. Now, where are you finding the time? We joked around a little bit before we 
push the record button. And as Tim said, you know, clearly with all the responsibilities you have, your time is not really yours. When are you finding the time to keep this up? Well, you know, uh, I'm usually in bed by 930. <laughs> so if I I'm, can respect if that, call, if you call me at 935, you would not get an answer because the things <laughs> start early. And yes. that's just kind of how it is when we up, you know, usually I'm up between 3.30 or 4 in the morning. And my runs usually start about 4.30 or 5 in the morning. And that's kind of go. how the schedule goes. I try wow. to get done before I come home, get my kid to school and get to work. There you go. So I know when I leave here, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what time I'm going to leave some days. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, 5 a.m. club? We all sleep so late for. Yeah. <laughs> John's just getting back from his run at five a.m. Like, and you're rolling out of bed. What have you been doing? I, what have I been doing? It's like, you know, oh my gosh. I started this morning at five fifteen. I felt lazy. Uh, I, I hear no. I, I, I hear you. I, I totally appreciate. I mean, you know, whether you're a morning person or a night person, whatever. Uh, you know, you know, to have that window to be yours to get something done is imperative. To, you know, to making anything like that be a success. Now, I couldn't imagine, you know, staying up till three o'clock in the morning and getting it done, but I totally respect getting up early yeah. and getting that and done. And you know something? It's truly a beautiful way to see the city while the roads are empty. Yeah, and you it's, really a, enjoy, it's a lot safer to uh, run, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, exactly. But you can enjoy the beauty of our city when you're running and watching the sunrise over the buildings or uh, over yeah. in South Park and wherever. You can really enjoy yeah. how nice the place you live is that time of morning. So, so you, a lot of people listening are like, you know, I can, I can make a decision to, uh, modify my diet and to start running and, or walking and, you know, do three or four miles a day, but you went all in. I mean, you went from like, I'm not just going to run, I'm going to swim and bike and I'm not just going to run, swim and bike. I'm going to go all in on 140.6 plus four extra miles on the bike. Um, (laughs) Rumor has it you got lost though, John. There wasn't, you know. Yeah, there were a couple <laughs> of loops. We, we saw your Strava. There were a couple <laughs> yeah. of loops in there, man. Yeah, we just weren't sure what that is. <laughs> but I, like, I, it, it's not. It's not just like I'll run a couple extra miles. It's like I'm going to join a place where I can swim. I'm going to get swim lessons because swimming's probably the hardest of the three disciplines. Yeah. And I'm going to invest in a bike, and I'm going to figure out a place where I can ride my bike without getting run over. Like, what? What? Are, are, is that your personality? Like you're, it's either all or nothing or what? I, was gonna say, I think a lot of it is kind of who I am. Um, you know, I guess, I've heard the saying addictive personality. So I guess when I found this, I kind of got addicted to it. But the reality is it's really keeping my mindset and really, you know, as you mm-hmm. said, I'm a preacher. Yeah. So I'm a spiritual person and really just keeping my mindset and saying, okay, God, well, what's next? What's next? What's next? And it just became an evolution. You know, I ran my first half marathon and I can remember, I still remember hitting the finish line. And next thing you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a half Ironman. Next thing you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to do a full marathon. Next thing you know, it's like, I'm going to do a hundred mile bike ride. And I was like, well, let's try it all in one day. Once again, having a good community around you does yeah. help you because there are a lot of crazy people in the city who sign up for these kind of things. So you always have someone to train with <laughs> and well, to kind of get out there with. Nothing wrong with that, right? Exactly. For sure. Well, well now, now talk about that community piece, right? It's like, like you said, you know, you, you, despite the fact that you're a preacher, you're also a dad and you have a business that you interact with people all day, all the time. They got to be picking up what you're putting down, right? They got to look at you and go, 
man, look at what he's doing. This is incredible. I mean, what does your kids say? What does the congregation say? What do the folks that work around you say? I love that because, you know, one of my joys of finishing Iron Man this year mm-hmm. was actually my son was not supposed to come with us mm-hmm. because I didn't want him to miss the time in school. And we wake up the day I'm going to leave the Chattanooga and he has a fever. Oh, man. So we have to stop, you know, kind of scrap the plans. We stop and get a COVID test. Thankfully, back negative. But he still wasn't feeling well. So we said, okay, you come with us. So we packed his stuff and brought him in the car with us for this, you know, six-hour journey up the mountain. But I said all that to say that he wasn't supposed to be with us, but he got to sit out there with his mom for 15 and a half hours watching his dad finish Iron Man. That's awesome. Man. He came back home. He's, my son's on a football team at a school. He's first year playing football. He mm-hmm. wasn't starting. He was frustrated because he wasn't getting much playing time. He came home after watching me finish Iron Man, had the best two weeks of practice, started his first game on defense, and one most improved player of the year on the team. Awesome. So I like to think a little of that was for him watching dad finish his Iron Man. So yeah, <laughs> I take credit for just a little bit of it. <laughs> totally. I mean, we all want to inspire our kids, right? You know, and um, hope so that, that truly hope made that, me feel good. Yeah. But, and then some of the greatest parts and joys I've had over doing this. Uh, my son used to go to school on Beatty's Ford Road. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of running over there. And you get to meet the community. Yeah. And people who say listen i started walking because of you, you know, oh, I saw that's awesome. running and i started walking because of you and i've lost 30 pounds now because i saw you out here every so when you kind of run the same places all the mm-hmm. time you meet the community and become part of the community even though you don't live there so that's been kind of cool for me and just one of the things that kind of keeps me going when someone says hey i was watching you and i started that's awesome yeah because you never know right you mean you're out there and you just never know who you're you know yeah. subliminally influencing so. Listen, I, one of the funniest stories was I had one of the homeless guys I mean, and said, listen, I'm going to get in shape with you one day. And I was like, listen, I need right a running partner. Come on. He's like, well, I got to put down this beer and cigarettes. But when I do, I'm going to you. And that was so great that even, you know, the homeless guy recognized me every morning. I'm the kind of person I speak to everybody. So when I run past the homeless, I still say good morning to them. And, you know, he stopped and spoke back and said, hey, you're encouraging yeah. me to get in shape. I love it, man. I love it. Planting the seed, right? Planting the seed. So, so. Talk about the the other side of it, the the diet side. <clears throat> um, obviously, when when you start running, you need to take on more calories to sustain that. But you're at the same time you're you're trying to lose weight. So y- y- I'm sure you modified your diet, changed what you eat, and probably how much. How, how did you learn Absolutely. about the proper way and the right amounts and the right foods? Well, when I first started, I had a nutritionalist mm-hmm. who would help me out. And I'd go see them about once a month uh, through my doctor's office. And finally, when I lost a bunch of weight, they said, well, we don't need to see anymore. And I was still kind of keeping that plan, watching my calorie intake. The biggest thing was watching my calorie intake, watching my fat, watching my sugars, make sure everything I eat was fueling my body. Then uh, two years ago, I became a vegetarian. So that was kind of different training for Ironman on vegetables. But luckily, (laughs) my main training partner owns a restaurant here in town that's a vegan restaurant. So I began to just kind of eat what she ate and she mm-hmm. began again to, you know, show me what she was eating to fuel herself mm-hmm. and how to kind of still be vegetarian, but the proper calories for that kind of training. Because I had never experienced anything like those long kind of training days, you know, yeah. your average run is you know, maybe 45 minutes to an hour. All of a sudden it was, you know, three hour runs, mm-hmm. or you know, a bike run, an hour run. It's a different kind of food you got to take in. So I've learned to uh, eat that and, you know, I need up my cars where 
cutting carbs to lose weight. But now it's like, okay, yes, I'll eat those potatoes. Yes, I have a bowl of rice. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. those kind of long workouts. Yep. Oh, man. Holy cow. But, and, and I don't know if you've read this at all, but I'm revisiting a book from uh, Dr. George Sheehan. Right. You know, as I like to call him, the, the runner's writer. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's written many, 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 many books. I mean, the guy's been dead for several years, but nonetheless, he's still writing books. <laughs> he's still writing. <laughs> he's ghostwriting. <laughs> I'll be here Get all out. night. Get out of here. But the Listen, point... Tupac and Biggie are still making songs. He can still write books. Exactly. Right. <laughs> I think Elvis probably released more crap post posthumously exactly. than he ever did before when he was alive. Right. But that's neither here nor there. Right. But um, but the point of that was, you know, the guy didn't pick it up until he was 59. That's when he started running, right? Yeah. And, and he's like, you know, I didn't run because, you know, the doctor told me to. I didn't run because, you know, I, I thought it was prescriptive. I ran because someone was like, that's, you know, that's how, you know, that was how his body embodied play, right? And it's the fun part is, is this, so I guess my question to, as I set it up with that very long piece there, is, is it still fun for you, man? Is it, a, is it? Does it feel like a job, or is this like, man, I get up every day and I'm like, I'm gonna hit this thing at three thirty. You know something? Some days it can feel like a job, but to tell you the truth, a lot of mm-hmm. days it's just fun when you have a lot on your mind, yeah. the stress of the day. You know, uh, just getting out the morning, going for a run, or I can't wait till the temperature heats back up. I can get back on my bicycle outside because I can't stand sitting in the winter. But you know, we gotta do what we gotta do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, what you, do. you know, yep. just to it's just a great way to enjoy the city. I think one mm-hmm. of my uh, best moments I think ever was I was doing a biathlon at Norman State Park mm-hmm. in Troutman, and I had never been there before. And I'm doing this triathlon. I'm in the middle of this cold river swimming, and it's just so beautiful as the sun is rising over the trees. I'm like, wow, it's just so gorgeous out here. And I was like, hold up, I keep swimming. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <So, laughs> <Yes, sir. laughs> like you can get enjoy the things around you and take your mind off some things. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, this COVID time experience some losses, a lot of people experience losses in their family mm-hmm. and just a way to, you know, of course we couldn't be with each other. So we had to social distance anyway. So, you know, just getting on a green way yeah. and going for a run, just a, a way to mind of the stress of, you know, the zoom life we lived in and my kids complaining because he's on zoom. My wife's upstairs on zoom and I'm downstairs on zoom and, you know, mm-hmm. everybody has boxes all day long just getting out and going for a run was just a great way to kind of get over. And I met a lot of people out there running. So that was kind of cool. We got a lot of new runners doing COVID. So that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah, that's there true you go. Too. I, I'm kind of interested in the, in, in, in another side of you too. You, we talked about you in the intro and you mentioned it, the spiritual side of, of John. Um, and, and I think you mentioned that you're son of a preacher and you're also a preacher. Tell us a little bit about that journey and, and where you're at and, how does your training time play into that? I'm sure there's some great time to think and reflect and pray. Walk walk us through that a little bit. Well, absolutely. I'm a preacher. I've been preaching now for, I'm not a son of a preacher. I've been preaching now for about almost 20 years, I guess, as long as I've been married. I've been married 21 years. Right um, my story, I did not want to be a preacher, didn't even want to come to church. So <laughs> just like I didn't want to lose weight and start running, but you know, you just kind of get involved next thing you're here. <laughs> but, you know, really the things that play along with each other. I like to tell everybody that the manifestation of what people see on the inside is really a manifestation of what God is doing on the inside. And I'm constantly trying to get closer to him. I'm constantly trying to evolve into a better person. And those things manifest mm-hmm. on the outside. And even, you know, the whole, you know, 20 months worth of training to Ironman was just really 
a time for me to get closer in my spiritual walk. You know, when you're on the street running at 3.30 in the morning, it's just you and God and the club goers who are still coming out of clubs at night. (laughs) You know, it's a time to seek him. It's a time to pray. It's a time to really live Philippians 4.13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And just really, you know, when you get, uh, I remember looking at my training peaks and saying, oh my gosh, I have all this work in one week. Lord, I need you for this week. And next, you know, next week's worse. (laughs) And the week after that is worse. But it was a time to really just, you know, I I can't imagine taking it without being spiritual. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine journey without having God to talk to you. Yeah. And those times that, you know, those times that you're defeated from your workouts, those times that the run didn't go as good or you didn't hit your paces or, you know, you're supposed to do three hours on a bike, only did two because you ran out of energy or whatever. Those are the times I can turn to scripture more and say, okay, well, you know, tomorrow I'll be better. Clear my head, pray, tomorrow I'll be better. And not to mention, keep encouraging others. Yeah. You know, yeah. on the Iron Man course, I know I didn't wear a cotton shirt, but I wanted to wear my favorite shirt that just says God is dope. And I wore that shirt running on the course for 26 miles. It got heavy because it was cotton. It wasn't dry fit. But on the course, I was able to speak to and witness to so many other athletes. Mm-hmm. And some of them having better days than me out there. Yeah. Some of them having worse days. But we just encouraged each other and uplift each other. And, hey, listen, we made it through. Right on, man. I love it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I love that. It's so inspirational. I'm, I'm looking at your Facebook page and some of your postings. Uh, you know, John, uh, John Four today, uh, woman at the well, and and some of your yep. other. Uh, that was three o'clock this morning. Three o'clock this morning. <laughs> Great way to start the day with some quiet time, right? Um, last thing before we let you go, uh, got to ask you about a, a tattoo that you have. <laughs> Well, it's so funny because I haven't been in the pool in two weeks. I just got my first Iron Man tattoo. I'm so excited All about right. it. All right. <laughs> Congratulations. A full robot of Iron Man. It has 70.3 on one side and 144.6 on the other side. So nice. I'm so excited about <laughs> yeah. that. But you Thursday, know, I'm cleared to swim again. So I'll be back in the pool. So. You, <laughs> nice. you know somebody's going to come up to you and say, you know, that's 140.6, right? Not 144. Not where I was, right? If you get to explain <laughs> to them. Oh. I'm going to say, look at the Chattanooga course. (laughs) I earned every mile. I'm going to claim it, it, and it's going in ink. Believe it. It's like those who know will know, right? Uh, (laughs) Give give you the knowing look of Chattanooga. I posted it to the Iron Man page, Mm -hmm. and several people said, why 144? And all you saw people answering, he did Chattanooga. Chattanooga." (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Those who know, know. Exactly. Those who know, know. Hey, uh, John, I I, I know you're – probably a guy who'd be like yeah if anybody wants to reach out i'd, I'd love to you know love to connect with them um maybe they want to join you for a three thirty four o'clock run in the morning keep you company, I'd love to have some company how, how would how would one get in touch with john gerst and uh connect with you listen you can hit me on facebook anytime john gerst g-e-r-s-t direct message me or friend me on facebook i'd love to have some more friends to run with and just any place i can encourage you know i love to encourage people and we can all do this together i'm just uh i have a i have a, i read a quote that i really love that says i'm not your competition i'm just proof you can do it so i, it. I really when i quote when i read that quote it really just stuck with me a lot i don't know who said it but i, I read it on facebook somewhere and it really stuck with me that hey listen i'm just proof that you can do it yeah, that's I think great. yeah, I think our producer Yash said that actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll credit him next time. <laughs> exactly. 
Next, I was like, yeah, I, I met the guy who said that. So you know, yeah, it's not an NFT or anything like that. He lets it's free, free and unrestricted use. So knock yourself out. But, you know something? It's, it really was great because that's really just kind of how I try to live it. That listen, I might not be the fastest guy out here, but I'm out here. You can get out here too. Right. And I met so many people along the way that have been like, listen, I got out here because you're out here, and that's awesome to hear. Believe yeah, it. Yeah. Amen. Let's so, suffer together. Awesome. You got a good looking family. Uh, God bless well, you. Good luck. You so uh, good luck with your. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling that one of these days you and your son are going to do an Iron Man together. Well, you know something? He tells me every day he'll never do one, but yet he's already running. Oh, yeah. He's already yep. carrying my bike. Why should we do it? Yesterday I was on the trainer. He came in about four times. I said, listen, I got on the bike. You can jump on here. So I would love <laughs> to have that experience with him one day. Yep. That's awesome. I, I, I'm sure you will. If, if not a, uh, an Iron Man, perhaps a marathon or Something like that. I, I I know you're inspiring him and your positive influence, not just on your family, but those around you in your community. Thanks I for had the opportunity to do a, a marathon with my wife, which was a really fun experience. Ah, that's great. Uh, the training every every week, our friends would go on Facebook and say, "Okay, you're still married. You're still married." I said, "Yes, we're still married." Yeah. Oh, so that was fun. So I would love to have us start along for the journey. There you go. The best part of that is like it's a good thing that was audio because that was a really fun experience in just in script could be taken many, many ways. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, what do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, good, John, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you all so you're much. An inspiration to all of us and uh, just uh, keep up the great work. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. The running around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Nobon health Charlotte marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Registration and more information is at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Bedgear, the official pillow partner of the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week, anywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs>